Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Hello everyone. Always grace to have you with me. Sometimes, or I would say quite often, I think about all my listeners. Maybe still not many, maybe not hundreds, not thousands, but each one of you very precious and very much appreciated for your presence and for your interest and also most of all for the fact that even if you came to this podcast randomly you are actually interested in seeking God's grace in finding God in your daily life and I bet you could share even more stories than I and you could create many different episodes in my one year anniversary of episode I promise to bring you some interviews believe me there are still plans things will be happening just bear with me and please don't give up Keep on listening and things will happen soon. Last week, I shared with you a reflection on good intentions. Basically, what I was trying to do is to look at the mercy of God from the perspective of are our good intentions good enough? Good enough for God. And what is this good enough in the context of God's mercy? Somehow, this morning, when I listened to the gospel which falls on the third Sunday of Easter, I thought, I think that there is a connection between those good intentions of people and hearing the story about the disciples going on the road to Emmaus and the fact that they could not recognize Jesus. And I really felt for those guys. I think that they got very bad reputation. That's not fair to them, I have to say. So I decided to talk about the challenge of recognizing God in our life based on the story we hear this Sunday in our churches. But first things first, what was the gospel in the church which I referred to? What is the gospel of today? If you heard this in the morning, you will hear this, or if you will not happen to be in the church, what is the gospel? It is a gospel from Luke, from chapter 24. I'm going to read the whole text, and I invite you to very active listening. If you heard this gospel before, maybe a million times, 
try to close your eyes. Except if you listen to this podcast when driving or walking, please do not. <laughs> and listen to it as it, it would be your very first time. If it is your very first time ever, try to imagine the whole story and place yourself in it. Perhaps you would like to be one of the disciples. Maybe you want to be Jesus himself. And what if you imagine that you are the road on which the whole scene takes place? It will be a couple of kilometers of pretty much a bumpy, um, very simple road on which the disciples walk. So let's make this episode of Seeking God's Grace an exercise of listening and reflecting on the Gospel together. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleophas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, 
he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he brought the bread. Amen. This is the end of this gospel. I wonder, how did you listen to this text? Were you able to feel the whole story, to picture it in your heart? Were you able to identify yourself with perhaps one of the disciples or Jesus himself? Or as I said, the whole picture of it, maybe the sky, maybe the inn, maybe the road, whatever it was. If you were just trying to follow the story instead of trying to imagine it, I would strongly recommend that you will rewind this and listen to the scripture again. Or you might also open the Bible and read it for yourself again. Where are you in this story? How does this story compare, synchronize or describe your own life? But let's go back to the disciples of Christ. Why did the disciples not recognize Jesus? Well, if you will have a highlighter and this piece of the gospel, you could highlight some emotions that were described in that event to answer this question. It is quite obvious that the disciples were upset, that they were disappointed in what had happened, that they were looking for the different outcome compared what they had in mind. And that was quite, not only significant, but quite common for many people in Israel back then. More than the Son of God, They were expecting someone who will not change their soul, but will change the 
governance will be part of the revolution against the Roman, against the occupant. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus changed people's hearts. He was not part of the political leadership that will change the whole problem in which Israel was facing for many years. So it is understood, understandable, that the disciples were not happy with what had happened. And on top of their disappointment, Jesus was dead. And on top of that, they weren't sure what's happening because his body was not in the tomb after three days. And on top of it, it was weird because they had stories about the angels and women by the tomb. Well, I don't know about you, but it is more than enough for me to feel confused, to feel scared and really, really not knowing what's next and not knowing what all of this means. But there were other things that were happening. Why did the disciple not recognize Jesus? They did not recognize him because they missed all the dots which they should put together when listening to his teaching when he was still alive and when listening to the prophets in the time that was before he came. So they missed the whole story about what were the signs, what were the signs of time and what were the signs in the Bible that were telling that this is exactly what's going to happen. Why did the disciples not recognize Jesus? Because when they used to see him as a human being walking on the streets of the very well-known normal places, towns and very sacred temple in Jerusalem, they could see him, experience him and hear him in one way, which was now taken away from him. So not experiencing him in the same way as they used to made them not recognize Jesus altogether. And the last one from my little reflection, why did the disciples not recognize Jesus? Is that for them, the conclusion of everything what they witnessed was that this is the end, not the beginning of something new. If we look into our own life and at times when we feel like we don't recognize God, when we don't recognize Jesus in our lives, I guess and I bet we will have some similarities. There will be the moments when you will say, yep, applicable to me. When I'm upset, when I'm disappointed, I don't see God in it. When I look at the different outcome than expected, I don't see God in it. 
When I feel scared, I don't see God in it. When I don't know what's next, I don't see God in it. When, um, yeah, when I don't really listen to what Jesus had said and try to be attentive to his talking to me, I don't see God in it. When I don't experience God in the same way as I used to, I don't see God in it. When I feel that things are really falling apart in me or in my life circumstances, that this is the end and not the beginning of something new, I don't see God in it. So the first thing for me coming out of this gospel is the fact that the disciples are pretty much helping us to feel better for the times when we do not recognize God. And I think it's great that this story had happened because otherwise we might be a little bit too harsh to ourselves when we don't feel that we recognize God where he truly is. But let's try to finish with something positive. What do we do to recognize God? Let's look positively and see what do we need to have? What are the tools and dispositions in our hearts to see him? And again, you might hear the different interpretation of this gospel. This is my sharing. This comes from my heart. I believe that in recognizing God, we really need an open and free heart and mind. We need to trust God as a provider who is with us in good and bad. I do believe that to recognize God, we need to learn to accept ordinary circumstances, life events, instead of waiting for extraordinary things. I used to always say that God is not a magician. Even he can perform miracles in our life, and he does, but not in the gimmicky way as we sometimes expect from him to do. We also don't need to lower our expectations from God, but to make them realistic. And to make them realistic, it's to realize ourselves that our plans, our imagination, our predictions are only ours, human. And God is God and he knows better. And he really, really, really loves us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola, one of my favorite saints, used to say that in our life, we will receive from God a bread and water which will sustain us on the journey. And only now and then he will give us cookies. And nice example, isn't it? And you know what? If we will be getting cookies all the time, I don't think it will be healthy for us anyway. How to recognize God is also through accompaniment. This is a very important one for me. Because 
accompanying God and one another help us to recognize him. Sometimes we need to hear the story of someone else to recognize God. Sometimes someone else needs to tell us the story and we will recognize God in the places where we don't see him. And the last one, we need to be patient. Not everything will come in the package at the time as we want this. God has his ways. God has his times. I just would like to wrap up this reflection on the gospel with a very good summary by Guido Dotti, if I pronounce his surname way. It's a person found randomly online. But I really like this little paragraph and what he says about this gospel of Luke. The journey of the disciples to Emmaus in Luke 24 is not a pilgrimage towards Jerusalem, but leaving it delusionment. It is a journey of finding our hearts burning, as the disciples of Emmaus' hearts were burning at the moment of sharing a meal. Each of us meets unknown pilgrims who hide an unknown Jesus, but especially meets and encounters him or herself, discovers that he or she has a heart that hopes, eyes to see and ears to listen, and finds him or herself in full solidarity with every human being. The story speaks about three places in which we meet the risen Christ. Scripture, Eucharist and community. It is a pilgrimage of hope and of expectations by listening to the word, breaking the bread and hearing the voice of the other because everyone is created in God's image. And this is the end of quote. So, as we finish for this week, let's pause and think. What are our encounters? Moments of interacting with scripture? What Eucharistic Thanksgiving moments in our week are? And who do we accompany and who is our companion on the journey following Christ? Happy encounters, happy moments of gratefulness, happy discovering of Christ. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.